Well, hey there, story fiends, and welcome back to the podcast that believes there are stories everywhere. This week, we are with Carmen Loop. Hello. Who is going to regale us with stories from the world of Zan and May, if I understand this correctly. But before we get to that, let's talk about Carmen. So, basically... Why did we decide we wanted to write? Well, the first time I can remember wanting to write uh, was the summer after um, my last year of middle school. I had just read The Princess Bride for a school project. And that was the book that really, I don't know what it was, but it was just different than all the other books I'd ever read. Something about it made me think I could do this. Um, and I want to do this. So I started NaNo that year and I've been doing NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month every November since then. When is then? Then was 2013, 2013. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're a, you're... I a couple of them. <laughs> so you're a NaNo veteran at this point. Yes. So cool, cool. What is your preferred genre to write? Since you say The Princess Bride was kind of your seminal book, I'm assuming there's a little bit of comedy in there. Yes. Um, so oddly enough, fantasy never grabbed me as far as genres go, even though The Princess Bride is a fantasy book. What 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 it was was the meta humor, the comedy, um, the kind of light handling of the story that I really liked in The Princess Bride. And then I read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. And I realized sci-fi was the genre that I really loved. Um, mm. So bringing together that kind of lighthearted handling of a story um, along with the genre of sci-fi, space, aliens, uh, sci-fi to especially um, fun sci-fi, not you know military sci-fi, uh, to me is essentially fantasy in space. I think, <laughs> um, and it just it gets rid of all the the old tropes of um, like the medieval styling, um, things like that, and just opens things up and lets you do, you know, whatever the heck you want. You can be whatever you want to be in sci-fi. That's true. That's very true. So where did we find, I, 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 I admit I have read, I have read some of your work, which includes the lovely books that we, that we're going to talk about later, but Zan and May. Zan and May are prior to your like published career. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, sort of. <laughs> They've been in many genres or many uh, mediums, rather. <laughs> oh, have they now? Yeah. I so originally I did write a version of Zan and May very, very long time ago in a book that almost resembles nothing like The Audacity, which is what I ended up with. Um, it wasn't great. So I stopped writing for a while. I focused on art and animation. I went to animation school. Um, 
and then I ended up doing my senior student film thesis in animation about Zan and May. Um, so they did follow me to a completely different medium. So there is an animated music video uh, called Spaceman Zan out there that no one will ever, ever see. <laughs> Uh, and then after that came out, after I was done with that, I needed to switch mediums for a while. So I went back to writing and that's when I published the books. That is when the audacity came to life for a reading audience. Yes. So, yes. So tell us about the audacity, because the audacity is a very is a very interesting like. World in and of itself. Yeah, it's a. It's essentially like our world, but a little to the left. Um, it takes place in one galaxy. I don't hop galaxies, although in this upcoming novel, I will be uh, hopping universes because <laughs> you always have to have a multiverse uh, book in any good sci-fi series, I feel. Um, and the audacity actually was spawned from something I read in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I think it's in Mostly Harmless. It's just a throwaway joke about you know the SS audacity um, is just one spaceship and a long list of other spaceships that Douglas Adams just created off the fly. Uh, and I picked it up and I thought, you know what? I can make a rocket ship called the audacity. So I made this excruciatingly orange rocket ship um, and rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> excruciatingly orange. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely one way to explain the audacity because it is it is definitely very very bright so since we've discovered that it's the princess bride and douglas adams that kind of that kind of kind of made a love child called the audacity <laughs> You have decided that, that the audacity is several books long at this point. <laughs> what book are you on right now? Currently writing the fourth book in the series, uh, which is the first book in the second arc of the series, because I like to make it more confusing. Second to second time to make it more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so technically the fourth book yes the fourth book but we got two arcs going so and just to make it more fun you have halloween specials too yes yeah i also have ah a h h which is the audacity's horrific horrors uh a series of short halloween stories uh, that are horror set in space with may and zan as the central characters <laughs> that's one awesome way to go about things so when we look at that how many books are there altogether in the audacity universe Including the short stories, I have six published books. Oh my gosh, that's a lot altogether. <laughs> um, plus two currently published tarot decks, which are based off of the books. Oh, yes, Tarot in Space. Yeah, Tarot in Space. <laughs> yes, Tarot in Space, which is also. Are we doing that a third time? Because I. Or we have we gotten happy with the iteration that we have now 
it's done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> if I do another tarot deck, it'll be a totally different theme. Okay. Because I remember you did the first one and then it was like you weren't happy enough with it that you felt the artwork needed to be updated, even though the artwork wasn't that old to to a non-art person. <laughs> To a non-art person, the artwork didn't look it didn't look that old or that bad, but of course, not my eye. <laughs> so, yeah, since of course I... it is your your eye that's that's dealing with this, you're seeing one you're seeing something different from what I'm seeing. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you after drawing 78 cards of a tarot deck, uh, you, your art improves. <laughs> and then the, the cards that you drew at the beginning, you're like, ah, I could do better now. <laughs> it's almost like looking back at one's original work as a younger person and going, wow, I wrote that? Wow. Wow. I'm so glad I don't, that no one's ever going to see this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely some stuff that's staying in the vault. <laughs> yes, or, or as they call them, they call them trunk novels. Trunk <laughs> trunk novels. They're going to stay in a trunk until the day you die, and then someone's going to put and going to post them posthumously just because. <laughs> At which point, then all of our dirty laundry is going to get aired. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. At that point, you're at that point, you're cosmic dust. Why do you care? Yep. It's hard to be embarrassed when you're dead. Yes. <laughs> so is there any other genre other than like comedic sci-fi that you've been, that you've been like hankering to write? Well, I'm currently also working on the new Floridian, uh, which is technically comedic sci-fi, but it has a post-apocalyptic spin to it mm -hmm. uh, in post-apocalyptic Florida, 500 years after an alien apocalypse event. So it, it ties in, it's in the same universe as the Audacity. There are a couple of um, plot points that tie in, uh, but it's going to be a standalone book. So that it's kind of a road trip feel. So the structure of it's a little different than what I usually write, which is your classic kind of quest book. Mm. So the new Floridian. Yes. That's an interesting title. Yeah, the um, the title came because I wanted the main character to be a journalist. Um, mm -hmm. And they're actually, the main character of the new Floridian is an omniscient first person narrator. Um, and they are also the narrator that narrates all of the Audacity series. So this is how it all ties in. <laughs> Hold on. So... The narrator that we don't really see in the audacity, right, becomes an actual character in his own book. Yes, exactly. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I figure if you have an, an omniscient narrator, you got to write the story about how they became omniscient, right. <laughs> That's probably true. You you probably do want to at least touch on that. I mean, especially since you you the omniscient narrator is 
an interesting difference in a lot of in a in some genres. It works better in some than it does in others. <laughs> but so is this told from per first person POV or is it third person omniscient with the omniscient narrator being how is how is the POV handled? It's it's first person point of view. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. We've gotten the um they become Mick is the main character, the narrator. Um, and Mick becomes omniscient in the third act, at the beginning of the third act. Um, but of course, when you first become omniscient, you know, it's you gotta learn how to handle that. It's not immediately like, oh, I know everything and I can solve the end of this book immediately now. <laughs> Yeah, I assume that that would make things kind of, that would be a deuce ex machina for sure. Right. Yeah, that's not it, good. <laughs> so, yeah, you'd have to be a little bit more careful about how that would handle. But I look forward to seeing that because that sounds like that's going to be really awesome. So is it, would I like to be your beta reader? <laughs> I always need betas. <laughs> This is true. We all need beta readers. So that being said, what are you reading for us today? I'm going to read a snippet from the Audacity 2. Uh, it's from the beginning of the book, so we're not too in-depth into anything. Um, but it is when our main characters, May and Zan, first land on an alien beach. Aha! All right. Are you ready for me? I'm ready. All right. The twin sons of Teilu 12, which warred against one another daily for title of brightest, most obnoxious thing in the sky, were about to be humiliated. The Audacity, a ship brighter and more obnoxious than any star could ever hope to be, gracefully slid into orbit and sunk its three silvery fins into the pink sand which skirted the cream sea. The cream sea, confusingly, is not made of cream and is not a sea. Rather, it's a spring which produces a thin, milky substance. Tourists tended to shy away, however, from the skim milk spring, and thus the misnomer was adopted. It's not uncommon, especially in older planetary systems, to find naturally occurring dairy springs. What is uncommon is to find a dairy spring with bacteria eating tasseled moihabans. The tasseled moihabans keep the dairy and the cream sea fresh long enough for it to be harvested and processed into ice cream, which is then served to the millions of interstellar tourists who frequent the many themed ice cream dispensaries along the beaches of Talu 12. It was here that the audacity landed. It cleared the beach. Disgruntled tourists shielded their eyes, muttering oddly appropriate phrases such as the audacity of some people as they went. May and Zan teleported down to the beach, and out of habit, they posed rakishly together, awaiting photographs, interviews, autograph requests, and tort claims regarding the blinding nature of their ship. No one's taking our picture, Zan told May out of the corner of his smile, holding the dashing pose he had spent a season perfecting. Nope, all right, break formation, May confirmed, uncrossing her arms. She wore a sparkly yellow skin-tight swimsuit, which appeared to be painted over her curvy body. She and Zan, and now of course you, were the only people who knew about it though, because over it, she wore the old, that is, is it not, Yurkenfull t-shirt, 
which left absolutely everything to the imagination. Zan also wore something sparkly, yellow, and skin tight. Just that, and not much of it either. What now? May asked. What do you mean? Zan dropped to the pink sand, reclined against one of the ship's fins, and began flipping through a battered paperback copy of the time machine that had, many orbits back, come through the mysterious wormhole in the Audacity's basement. It perplexed him that Earthlings had apparently invented time travel, but not space travel. In the wider galaxy, time travel is thought to be both impossible and a bad idea. There are legends, however. There are sonnets, haikus, even limericks about time travel. Zan had, in his developmental orbits, studied tomes full of time travel-related limericks. It's all fiction, naturally. Absolutely ridiculous. It's all complete and utter falsehood. Sorry, I can't go on lying like this. The limericks, though Zan did not know this, were not fictitious. The sonnets were, the haikus 50-50. Zan peered up at May, silhouetted against the twin suns which set in defeat. She furrowed her brow at the cream sea. I mean, she said, what are we gonna do? Nothing. He set the book down over his thigh. Oh. She leaned against one of the fins, then noticed she was next to the service ladder. She began to climb. I'm gonna check the rivets. Nah, nope, I am metaphorically putting my foot down. Wait, hold on. He held his place in the book with his thumb and stood up. I am literally putting my foot down. He did. You need a break, please. Sunset. He gesticulated in the direction of the twin orbits which sulked their way, and the twin orbs which sulked their way toward the skim milk. Can't I at least check the rivets first? She gazed up at the ship, but not for long. When she looked at it, all she saw was one long list of error codes and blinding orange glow. She'll still be busted after sunset. Adi's always busted. She's an old ship. I promise you'll never run out of things to fix. He dropped back down and patted the sand encouragingly. May dismounted and sat cross-legged beside him. She tried, she really honestly did, to relax. She watched the white line of waves roll up to pat the sand near her toes, rear back to see if she'd do anything about it, then pat the sand a bit closer to her. It was maddening. Can't do it. Come on, we're going to explore. She stood and vigorously slapped the sand from her thighs. <laughs> May is very much one of those people who can't, who's a type A, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a type A. She's one of those people who's like, I can't, what is this, what is this word relax? Yep. <laughs> so who is, who, who would you say that Zan and May are based on? That's a good question. Um, May has a lot of, obviously all my characters have some elements of myself in them. I think it's impossible to not. <laughs> uh, she definitely got my type A personality, my workaholism. Um, she's also a little of some childhood friends. Um, and then Zan, he's got a lot of my humor and my fun. Um, but I couldn't really say who he's based on either. He's a little bit, a little bit freakazoid. I've always loved freakazoid. <laughs> so I put a little <laughs> freakazoid into him. Um, Plopin from the Hunchback of Notre Dame also, I think, factored in part of his makeup. 
Um, I've had them for so long now, though, that they probably picked up elements from all different characters and all different people I've known through my life. Yeah. That does tend to be how we kind of make characters is they 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 become layered beings. Mm. Patchwork. Yes. So when you think about how to do comedy, is there a specific way that you do comedy? Is there are there rules to how this is supposed to work? <laughs> if I think about it too much, it stops being funny. <laughs> I found. <laughs> um, ah, okay. Yeah, it's so always there... a dangerous game. Aha! <laughs> uh -huh. So you have to. You, it's almost first impression. Write it fast, so you don't have to. So you don't think about it too deeply. Right. Right. I found as far as because there are different styles of comedy, as far as my comedy rules for myself go, as a character has to remain that character. They can never do anything that's out of character unless it's specifically mentioned and it's specifically part of a joke that it's out of character for them to do that. Mm -hmm. You can't. And that's where a lot of sitcoms will go south is when they don't respect who the character is. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of my hard and fast rules. The characters are tantamount. You know, if, if I think of a great joke, but it wouldn't be in character, I leave it out because it, mm. it's not going to it's not going to work in the end. Um, ah. Another big rule I use is the rule of threes. Always, you know, set up and then surprise one thing, two things and then something else. Mm hmm. That's good one but um yeah for the most part if I overthink it it's just it's no longer fun <laughs> and it's always about if it's fun for me then it's fun for my reader right exactly the same way if it's if it's horrific for me it's horrific for my reader in most cases <laughs> yes I understand what you're saying yep so comedy and horror are very similar in many ways they, they work do. well form they do work well together because they're because the uh facial expression that you make in joy is also the facial expression you make in horror it's just <laughs> a different set of set of the eyes i think yeah yeah <laughs> so well it's about time for us to let you go but before you go tell us where we can find you Everything is on CarmenLoop.com. That's Carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N, Loop, L-O-U-P.com. Cool, cool. Do you do any social media at this time? Well, you know, yes. <laughs> I'm actually, oh, might regret saying this, but I'm mostly on Twitter for the most part. That's Carmen Loop, Carmen underscore Loop. Um, I'm also on Instagram. And uh, I'm working on Tumblr as well. Okay. Awesome, awesome. So it has been fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Good to talk to you too. Well, Story Fiends, that's what we've got for this week. And as always, let's see what we can find, what stories we can find before next week. <laughs>